Stick with us today and we're going to tell you the secret to success in prepping, in life, and even in relationships. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast, episode number 201. 201. We've made it to 201, Mark. We've made it. We crossed that 200. Pretty awesome. So now we're aiming at 300. Hey, yeah. (laughs) One announcement that we've got today is the giveaway that we're doing right now, and that is that we're giving away three sets of autographed books, Practical Prepping for Everyday People and Making Contact During Emergencies. And the way to enter into that drawing is to go to Jim Curtis Knives' Facebook page and find the knife that has the card with a five-digit code on there. Email us that five-digit code, and you are entered into the drawing for the books. And the contest will end on April the 24th, 2022. So it's coming up. So get your entry in. Check that Facebook page. Get that five-digit code. You can put it as the subject line of your email, Mm -hmm. or you can put it in the body of your email. Any way that you choose to do it in your email is fine with us. Just get it to us. And you can put comments in there, questions, suggestions, and we're always glad to have those. Mm -hmm. But that will enter you into that giveaway for the books. Speaking of Jim Curtis Knives, Jim is one of the sponsors for today's program, and Jim is a maker of beautiful, beautiful knives, and they're as functional as they are beautiful. If you've not gone to his Facebook page, go and look at some of those knives that he does. Have you seen that new pecan blade? Oh. I mean, not pecan blade, but it's a pecan handle. It's to... beautiful. Oh, man, it is stunning. I never really thought I would have liked the shape and the beauty of knives, but not only are his blades gorgeous, but the handles are amazing. And they go together like peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. Did you know that every Jim Curtis knife comes with a lifetime warranty and a lifetime sharpening guarantee? That is awesome. Well, you knew that because you've got some. I've got two of them. <laughs> and I'll tell you, too, they come with two Band-Aids mm-hmm. because they're that sharp. And yes, I've used all my Band-Aids. Yeah. I mean, we're just, you know, it's The blades are absolutely surgical sharp, Mm -hmm. and they are very well-made, full-tang, highly, highly usable. Jim wants you to use these knives. These are not for sticking on the wall and looking at. No, no. These are not for just collecting. They're for using. Mm -hmm. Our other sponsor is ProLine Digital Group. Now, ProLine has an interesting program if you own a small business And that could be a landscaper, it could be a plumber, it could be an electrician, it could be an attorney, it could be anybody that reaches out to the community for new clients. And that is their digital lead program. And that digital lead program will supply you with qualified candidates who are looking for what you do. It's a great way to connect a customer to a business. Yeah, these are folks that are already looking for your business. So check out ProLine Digital Group and see how they can help you today. They also design websites. 
They host websites and they build apps. So any of those things they can help you with. What's our topic for today? Did you know that small things can become big things? Absolutely can. Now, it works with positives or negatives. Oh, yeah. If you ignore a leak in the faucet, it's going to become a bigger leak. So that would be a negative small thing. That's a negative thing. I see what you're going for, you know. If you put a few dollars aside each month, it becomes a bigger stash of money. Okay. A small thing can become a big thing. A small thing becoming a big thing is our program that we introduced when we began practical prepping is buying two extra items of food when you go to the grocery store and setting those aside. You know, if somebody just bought two extra cans every week for a year, and there's 52 weeks, so that's 104, that's, uh, and yeah, oh, wow, that's, that's pretty darn good. I mean, you don't go to the store generally expecting to purchase 104 cans at any one time, no. but little by little, that small effort can become a big difference when you go to be a prepper or prepared. Let's say that you lose your job and your your income falls. You now you've got a whole pantry full of food. At least mm-hmm. you've got that. It's like you've you've helped yourself in advance. And if someone started the podcast with us and started prepping the way we were suggesting there to get started and they've hung with it this length of time and they just go to the grocery store once a week, they're sitting around 150 items in their prepper pantry. Well, I'll tell you, I can't think of a better way to fight back against a supply chain issue than to become prepared in your pantry because you are literally thanking yourself in advance and preparing for harder times to come or when the stores are going without and there are people scrambling you won't be one of those people. Now let's look at little stuff unchecked can create some of the worst problems. Hmm, okay. Now let's get into, let's just use it like this. Let's look at relationships for a moment. Okay, all kinds of relationships. All kinds of relationships. And specifically spouses and significant others. Okay. It's not the big things all the time, it's the little things. Mm Mm-hmm. See, good relationships need work. And if we'll do the little things consistently, they'll lead to a good relationship. It requires time and attention. If we neglect those small things with our spouse or our significant other, then our relationship deteriorates. Yeah, I actually heard a celebrity on the television many years ago. I won't tell you what celebrity it was. And he said a very surprising and disturbing thing, in my opinion, and that was he was responding to a question about his personal life. The interviewer was asking him about his significant other and about the and they'd been together a short time. And the question revolved around, well, you know, what will you what will you continue to do to keep your relationship, you know, exciting and active and and important. And he just kind of had a blank look and he said, if you have to work that hard at being in love with somebody, then it's not worth it. He said, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to work at it. It's just got to be fun all the time. And my heart sank for him because I thought it won't be very long that we're going to find out that you're going to be alone. And sure enough, he was. It's not fun all the time. Mm-mm. It's just you got to do life with someone. I mean, you know, we've, we've joked with each other that we're lifers, you know, like prison talk, but we say it funnily. But it's true. I mean, seriously, 
Life has a whole big bag of challenges, joys, sorrows, mountaintops, valleys, the whole nine. And you've got to be able to put someone ahead of you. I think the the most important thing that that I have learned in the relationship that Mark and I have now is that putting someone ahead of you and putting them first really does make a difference on how the relationship is balanced mm-hmm. out. It's it's I've come from an unbalanced relationship and it's nice to have good balance. And that does require time and attention. It does. Now let's move on to our children. A lot of times people talk about quality time but kids need quantity time as well. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be involved with what they're doing at that time. Now, you can have quality time, and everybody needs some quality time from time to time. But I'll use my youngest daughter as an example. And that was that when I left the first sheriff's department that I was working for, I worked evening shift, and I saw her on Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, and Monday nights. And that's all I saw her. Mm -hmm. And I kept hearing too many older guys say, I wish I'd spent more time with my kids when they were growing up. And I said, this is not a conspiracy. So I went to work and quit. Okay. And so I went home to raise my daughter, and I got some other jobs, daytime and such. And so I was there with her in the evening. Now, one thing I noticed, she appreciated me being there. She could come to me at any time, but she didn't always want to have me doing something with her. Oh, I think that's normal. But she just wanted me there. It probably made a more indelible difference in her life, knowing that her dad was there. There are a lot of children out there who are now adults. There, there's nothing they wouldn't give to have had a kindly, loving father in their home mm-hmm. just just for the good influence of it. I know a lot of children grow up in homes where that's just not possible. And it's just, I think it's important for men to reach out in a loving and kind way to families that are trying to raise kids without a dad. You may need to be, you know, the dad for somebody. It, it just in that quantity of time, maybe you can devote an afternoon or something to a kid. But it is important. It's vitally important. Kids need quantity, not just quality. Exactly. Now let's move to neglecting families destroys relationships. Well, if anything you neglect is like the dentist says about teeth. You ignore your teeth, they're just going to go away. Mm-hmm. So if you neglect something long enough, there will be a point in time that it'll disappear. It'll lead to divorce, and it can lead to problems with the children, rebellion. Completely destroyed relationships where there's absolutely no contact. Yeah, and part of this comes from working all the time, not being there. And even when you're there, not being there. On your phone, doing something else, always something comes before those kids, and it takes a detrimental effect. I've seen that in the park, like when we've gone with uh, the grandchildren to the park. I look around, and I see young parents sitting on the bench while their child is playing and screaming for their mom or their dad to watch them slide Mm -hmm. or swing. But mom and dad have their nose pointed down on the phone. They're not even looking at their children. And I'm thinking, why did you even come to the park? And it's those little things that are done that protects those family relationships. That's true. We're going to bring this back to prepping. Uh, 
I promise, this is actually a prepping episode. We're talking about people's lives. But we're talking about the secret to success in prepping, in life, and in relationships. Mm -hmm. Now, let's continue with this. With automobiles, see, a lack of maintenance leads to problems. Well, you know, I came home the other day and I told you, hey, my dashboard lit up like a Christmas tree, Mm -hmm. and you didn't like the sound of that. (laughs) No, I didn't. No, every light, the engine, the... The tires, the anti-braking, the system, the uh, every light that could come onto the dash came on. It, it did. But now if you've got a leak and you ignore it, it gets worse. If you don't rotate the tires, they'll wear out quicker. Mm-hmm. And driving on overworn tires is risky. Ask anyone who's ever had a blowout. They'll tell you how risky it is. It is, and they also can hydroplane a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But now we need to look at that proper maintenance, and we're talking small things here. We're talking regular oil changes. We're talking checking the transmission fluid, doing a brake inspection. Rotating the tires. Rotating the tires. This stuff extends engine life, and it increases the efficiency of that engine. And right now we're all starting to look a little more toward the efficiency as the cost of gasoline goes up. Well, we're also looking at trying to maintain a car because have you seen the price of even a used car nowadays? Uh, here they're up seven or $8,000 over what they were a year and a half ago. There are folks that are actually selling their car now because they can make money on it, their mm-hmm. used car. That's how much in demand a car is. So if you've got a car and you cannot afford to purchase another one, you better take care of the one you have. I have my dad's pickup. It's a little 1984 Toyota SR5 King Cab pickup, and it's sitting out in the driveway there, and it's got over 250,000 miles on it, and it's good to go. Yeah, we just, you know, power that bad boy up, and we're off to the races. But dad was big on his regular maintenance. So now around the house, we mentioned that dripping faucet. It becomes a running faucet. Oh, gosh. And it's a small thing, really. It's simple washer change or repair kit, whichever one your faucet uses. Mm-hmm. And if you replace that washer, it keeps those seats from being cut. And it saves repair time. It's nothing to change a washer out. It's a little bit more detail when you start changing the seats out. But it also saves on the water bill. That's important, too. Oh, my goodness, yes. That's a small thing that can become a big thing. Especially in the places where your sewage is about three times the cost of your water bill. Oh, my goodness. And a leaky faucet just runs up the price of your sewer bill as well. So what you're saying is little stuff that's unchecked can create some of the worst problems or little stuff done correctly and consistently can produce huge successes. And that works in every aspect of life, relationships, business, fitness, prepping. Let's see how it works in prepping. Well, in building our preps, small things done consistently become big things. You know, I've been prepping now for several years and I still do the one or two to three items per week. I still follow that same 
program. In fact, many times you've met me at the door and you've said, what did you buy for the prepper pantry? Because you know that I have. Yeah, what's your two items? And And it might not always be food. We're to the point now that I might be stocking batteries or Mm -hmm. maybe butane fuel for lighters, maybe a couple of extra gallons of water. So, you know, it's it'll be something. I'm always going to bring something home that's going to go into the prepper closet. And it was funny, not long ago, you and I both brought a little can of butane fuel in that we'd bought independently of each other. Yeah, we hadn't even been talking about it. So we knew that we could use it in the future. So (laughs) when we're building our preps, let's look at building ammo. A lot of us can't afford to go out and buy K-slot ammo. Not anymore. But if you buy 50 rounds, if you buy one box every payday, and I'm just going to say every two weeks, that's 1,300 rounds in a year. Wow. Okay. See, that makes a big difference. Yep. One every two weeks is 1,300 rounds. That's 1.3 cases of ammo in one year. So maybe if you get paid once a month, maybe buy two boxes. Buy two boxes. Still works out the same way. If you get out of that, it could wind up being 1,200 because you've got 26 paydays if you do two per. Right. And you've got 12 paydays if you do monthly. So 1,300 or 1,200 rounds. And that's basing it on two boxes of pistol ammo. Now, you may have to adjust that a little bit if you've got some other size calibers that mm-hmm. are quite more expensive. Now, go back to this food. Right. Talking about adding in small, small, you know, a couple of cans of canned goods, anything that you like, soup, vegetables, fruits, whatever. Uh, if you add two items per 52 weeks in a year, that's 104 items. Mm-hmm. Now, at two cans a day for a meal for one, that's 52 meals for one person or 26 meals for two or 12 and a half meals for four. You can do the math on down. All of this can be done for less than $5 a week. Well, that was maybe before inflation. At least maybe before f- inflation. It's probably like the dollar stores now, the dollar twenty five store. Yeah. But you can probably do it for less than $6 a week. But Right. Uh, and, you know, your your pay may fluctuate. You may have a week where you just don't have a dollar to spend on extra. That's fine. Preparedness is not inflexible. It's very flexible. Mm-hmm. It works for you the way you make it work. As long as you do it. Let's talk about doing one prepping activity per week. When you say a prepping activity, like, you're talking about like skill building and things like that? Well, we're going to talk about skills in a minute, but oh, okay. we're talking about do something with prepping. Oh, an actual prepper activity. Yes. I hear you. You could build a get-home bag. You could build a lights-out kit. Or a first-aid kit. You know, you could rotate or even inventory or organize your food stock, first-in, first-out. Yeah, of. and there's so many things. We can rotate gasoline, rotate restocking and organizing our bags. You could plant a uh, container garden. And that's on our short list. Mm-hmm. We actually have eaten out of a container garden. Yeah, and we're going to be planting some. We don't plant here until at least April the 15th because... We had a frost alert for this morning. We sure did. We didn't Mm -hmm. want little tender plants coming up and getting killed by the frost. Well, you know, talking about food, you could also ramp up your vacuum ceiling to store food so it will last longer. Mm -hmm. And there's so many things here, even checking our batteries, changing the smoke detector, carbon monoxide detector, and the NOAA weather radio batteries. There's just so many things we could do, sharpening our tools, our chainsaws, We can organize our hand tools. Those get jumbled in corners and in cabinets. Mm -hmm. 
And I saw a PVC rack the other day that I think I want to build. Oh, okay. And some of these others are very simple. Drill holes in the handle, put a nail in the wall, hang it up. There you go. You can also do things like creating your own tinder for a fire. You could do like the the cotton ball and petroleum jelly activity. You can collect dryer lint. If you don't have cotton balls, it's a great way to recycle dryer lint because you're going to clean that out anyway. Mm -hmm. You can also make sure you have clean firearms. For those of you that do choose to prep with firearms and ammo, clean those firearms. Don't neglect them. Probably ought to clean them at least every six months, even if you haven't fired it, just to go through for rust preventative and rotate your defensive ammo every so often. And you just don't want that stuff to get stale over time. How long can you store ammo? Oh, you can store it as long as you want to. I'm talking about your defensive ammo that you're carrying. Oh, I got you. I got you. Because I do get out in the rain and things like that. I try to change our defensive ammo at least once a year. Something else you could do is you can sharpen up your ham radio skills. For those of you that have a license for an amateur radio station, you're considered a station if you have that. You can just make regular, ordinary contact with people and practice using the ham radio. We did a podcast on that recently, strictly devoted to how to talk on the ham radio and what what it means when you hear them say things like CQ, CQ, not 10-4 good buddy, that's CB, that's out. Ham doesn't do that. But you will hear things like CQ, CQ, CQ. And you'll hear things like QSL and QTH and those types of, you need to know what those abbreviations mean when you talk on ham radio. So practice on the ham radio. Small prepping activities done correctly and consistently become large successes. Well, you know, you saying successes, I'm thinking, and I guess I did jump ahead in my mind talking about skills, learning skills and practicing the skills Mm -hmm. you already have. Learn or practice your preparedness skills. If you do this once a month, you will have sharpened up 12 skills. That's great for the year. Things like starting a fire with a ferro rod. It's not as easy as it sounds, and that's why you need to practice with it. Yeah, and it's a degradable skill as well. Yeah, if you if you stop doing it, you might forget, not know the sequence. Another thing is learn how to sew. Uh, sewing, I think, would be quite valuable in a a grid down or a elongated lockdown situation because clothes need to last. Buttons pop off. You know, holes happen. So you need to learn how to patch and sew. And cooking on an open fire. That's practice something we need to practice. cooking on an open fire. You got to put that out for Christmas. <laughs> we could learn another language. See, see. You could. <laughs> I was trying to remember what that sounded like in Spanish. I could ask yeah. for the restrooms in yeah. Spanish. And that's can about I it. can. I can. Yeah. And you could learn woodworking. Woodworking. Learn how to reload or learn what reloading is, which is actually creating your own ammunition. Yeah. And you're taking used ammunition and you're replacing the primer, the powder, and the projectile. Learn how to sharpen your blades, your knives, your chainsaws, your axes, your hatchets, your tomahawks, whatever it is you're using that has a blade. Learn how to sharpen them and maintain them. And here's one that if you don't already have, you need to put this number one on the list, and that's learning first aid and CPR. Mm -hmm. Mark did make a comment some time ago where it's much more likely that the skill you need is how to do CPR, more so than what kind of a marksman you might be. 
Yeah, um, you're more likely to need CPR for a family member than you are to need a firearm to protect that family member. You know, and paying attention to these smaller things make a big difference, and it makes all of us better preppers. And it works in every aspect of life. I know that I've said this before, but it works in our relationship. It works in business. It works in fitness. It works in prepping. Do the small things because little stuff unchecked can create some of the worst problems, but little stuff done correctly and consistently can produce huge successes. So to be successful, do the little stuff, do it well, do it consistently because stuff happens. So you've got to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. We hope you have enjoyed today's episode. We would appreciate it if you would share Practical Prepping Podcast with your friends, family, and your social media. The direct link is in the show notes. And as always, stuff happens. Stay prepared.